you have to be able to lean on people that you hire and feel like you're hiring the right people and that they'll get the job done. So the best thing for your business was pulling you out of it? Absolutely. Yes. So on the day to day, did you just stop going to the office then? I did. April of 2015 was the last time I went into the office as a manager and the business is now triple what it was then. Today on the show, we have Mickey Kennedy. His company is called E-Releases. He's had this business now for 25 years and it's a press release distribution platform. So Mickey, you're just telling me about walking away from the day to day. So yeah, I belong to a marketing mastermind and my big complaint every time I go there was my staff and how I could never get what I felt like were good employees. And the ones that I did get would leave after a year. And uh, I had a HR consultant as part of that marketing mastermind say, hey, I don't work with small businesses, but I've been listening to you complain a lot. And I think this is something I could probably solve. Let me interview your customers. Let me interview your staff and figure out what the problem is. And she circled back and said, your customers love the staff and the support they get, the employees feel like you're a micromanager and they can never do anything right. You're constantly behind their shoulders, sort of what I called coaching, but they were just saying nitpicking and criticizing everything. I wanted every conversation that anyone had with a potential customer over the phone to be the same conversation that I would have. And it, I just had to recognize at a certain point that it's not going to be my words. It's going to be their words. And I just have to be okay with that and make sure that I hire competent people. So in April of 2015, after a couple of failed weeks of trying to break my micromanagement habits, I just said, this isn't going to work as long as I'm in the office. So I, I said, I'm going home, focus on marketing. You guys handle the rest and getting away from that freed up. 20, 30 hours of my time that I was just wasting each week, micromanaging, trying to make sure that everybody said the exact same thing. And the business is now triple what it was then. All but one person who was there in April of 2015 is still there. So I think that we solved the turnover problem. And I, I, I went in business as an entrepreneur because I wanted to do everything my way. And I just realized as you scale a business, you really can't get away with that. You have to be able to lean on people that you hire and feel like you're hiring the right people and that they'll get the job done. done. So the best thing for your business was pulling you out of it? Absolutely. Yes. So on the day to day, did you just stop going to the office then? I did. April of 2015 was the last time I went into the office as a manager and I go back occasionally for, we have book club like once every month or two. And so I'll go back there, but I'm just the, the fun, fun boss now who just pops in and feeds them and then, then moves on. And so it's, it's a different dynamic. It's, it's great that you have that luxury now. It sounds like the staff's happier. They are, they're, they're much happier. Very cool. So if I come to you and I want to use this press release distribution platform, what does that process look like? Basically, it's you would have a press release in a Word document. We do offer writing, but most people come to us with a, a written press release. It's either, They're pretty simple to write. They're just third-party announcements to the media and may have a quote that's going to have a hopefully an amazing headline, an opening paragraph, and a hook that sort of brings you in. You would just click on order, 
and it should walk you through the steps that you have to go. But a lot of people get overwhelmed and they're uncertain of things. Is my release good enough? So feel free to reach out. There's a phone line, there's chat, there's email. You'll only deal with editors. We have six editors and one managing editor, no salespeople or commissions or anything like that. So we're pretty straight about telling you whether we feel PR is going to work for your company. So who have you seen over the years become your core clientele? Mostly small businesses, entrepreneurs. We work with a lot of startups. About a third of the people that appear on Shark Tank use us to announce their episode before it airs. The producers have recommended us over the years. And we also work with speakers, industry experts, people like that as well. But what we generally don't work with are large companies or you know, publicly traded companies. So the, the release, where does it show up for like the average? So it goes over the wire through PR Newswire, which normally charges like $1,500 to move a press release nationally of about five, 600 words. And through us, it's like a third of the cost, mainly because we represent a segment that they don't serve, the micro small businesses who are at most doing three or four releases a year. So their salespeople, people would never be interested in reaching out to them. And so it goes out over the wire. It does get syndicated to a few websites, which just means the press release is replicated on a few websites. That's nothing to get excited over. What we're really hoping for is that a journalist reads the press release and turns it into an article. And then they write original content based on your press release. And it, it, we had one press release we did in the pandemic for the Dining Bond Initiative. It was a, a PR person that I knew who was part of the project. And we, we sent out a press release. It got over 150 articles, including Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, New York Times, almost every major publication. A lot of food trades picked it up and, and probably like over 100 local newspapers picked it up and it did really well, generated an excess of $10 million in revenue for the project. And it, I think it did so well because there was a lot of uncertainty early in the pandemic and people not knowing what to do. And this was positive news. It was a way in which you could nominate your favorite local restaurant that was likely closed due to the pandemic. And if the Dining Bond Initiative was able to get in contact with them and they accept it, you would give a donation that would go directly to them and it'd be secured sort of like a dining bond or a gift certificate type of arrangement in the hopes that they will eventually reopen. And I, I think that that positive news and it was also actionable. Here was something that people stuck at home could do and could do to help their local community. Yeah, if you have a, a positive press release at the perfect timing, right. <laughs> 10 million in revenue. Right. Well, it was, it was just a short-lived project, but it was very successful and did a lot of good during a time where there was a lot of just, you know, uncertainty is the only thing I can say to describe it. People didn't know what was going on. Two weeks was turning into two months, turned into a couple of years. Right. So you were saying earlier, you were able to add 20 to 30 hours back into your week, pulling yourself out of the office. So what do you end up doing with all this free time now? So <laughs> I started my business as a graduate from an MFA program in creative writing with an emphasis in poetry. So around the same time that I left in April of 2015, I started writing poetry again. So that's sort of like my side project that I work on. I still do the marketing and the strategy and education, educating people about 
PR and press releases, but I do have the ability and time now to work, work on my writing craft and the the stuff that is never going to generate any money, but it's just a, a labor of love. You sure you're not going to become a famous poet soon? Well, I, I, I studied under a very famous poet and she says she's probably sold more books than any other poet in the past hundred years. And she said, if you took every royalty that she ever made, you could probably buy a nice car, but nothing European. That's about it. So <laughs> yeah, if, she, if, if that's all she can make on it, it's, there's no real money there, but yeah. a lot of the publishers pay in book like they'll give you a hundred free copies rather than give you money. So <laughs> if you're doing book readings and stuff like that and selling the book, then you could get some revenue through that. But there, it, it is, it is something that there is no, I, I think model in which you come out making money. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing to have e-releases to land back on. Absolutely. So if, if somebody wanted to sign up for the services, what is the website the best way? Yeah, ereleases.com. And I do have a free masterclass that teaches winning strategies to use for press releases. It's at ereleases.com slash plan, P-L-A-N, and it's completely free. Uh, I, I'm big into education. So if I can educate more of my customers to do strategic types of press releases, I know they'll benefit from that by having more earned media where they get that those original articles written about them. And it goes through several different strategies like there's one that teaches how to do a survey or study within your industry. And generally, if you do that well, those types of press releases generate between eight and 14 original articles in your industry. So that's a, a really, a really good one to do. And I have a little shortcut as well as who do you send the survey to? Cause that's always a challenge I get. And I'm just like, there are hundreds of small and independent trade associations in every industry that will gladly send that survey link to their members. If you tell them I'll include you in a press release, I'll be issuing over the wire because they don't get a lot of love in the media themselves. And here's an opportunity for them to get in a press release and perhaps get a mention in an article as well. Can you give an example of when that worked really well for client ears? Right. So we have one client clutch.co. They represent a lot of industry verticals. And so what they're really good at is they do a, a survey of each of these little in, niche verticals and they send it out to the media. They, they're really good about asking questions that are really relevant right now. It's like, if you look around, there's like, eh, some people are like, are we in a recession? So asking what, what's your marketing dollars look like over the next two quarters? You're going to spend the same, less or more. Are you having hiring challenges? Is it difficult to bring new hires on board or is it difficult to retain people? Do people are challenging wanting to work from home and, 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 and things like that. So if you ask really relevant questions that are very timely right now, yeah, you stand the likelihood that the trade publication is going to say, yeah, our audience is going to want to know how people feel about this right now. And so you put together a press release and send it out. The ones that Clutch do, they generally get between six and 12 original articles for everyone they do. And they're doing approaching like 30 of these press releases a year. And they're all surveys. That's all that they do. It's mostly just the survey and study because they just know it works and they can just replicate it again and again. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's a lot of really useful information. It makes sense that you send it out on a press release. Right. Are you a Jurassic Park fan? I see dinosaurs <laughs> everywhere. You're back. Yeah. I do love dinosaurs. I'm a, I'm a dinosaur nerd. So that's a cave bear skull in the back, the big one. And uh, yeah. Is that, it's real? It is. 
Yes, it's an extinct animal. I think they're only it's only like sixty thousand years old or something something like that. It's only not as 60, old. 000. It's not like <laughs> millions of years old, like real dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, Mickey, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. And thank you to everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Galecki with Cosmic Design Development. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next time. Yeah.